Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 528, from October 7th, 1997. A Tuesday night show with guests Matchbox 20. Now, an incomplete uh, fan copy of the show has been online since 2010 when I transferred it. It was one of the L tapes uh, from a cool fan who contributed. First put up on the Love Line Tapes website with all the unofficial fan files. It was only 26 minutes long and had some radio bleed through of other music. I believe there's some Bob Marley, maybe some Tupac. Bizarre mix, but it wasn't really the full show. You didn't get much of it. We knew it was from this date based on the clues left, and now we confirm that. And this is a great episode. Uh, the band don't join them till much later in the show than typical, uh, but they do come eventually. Come on. Adam opens the show, uh, recounting his three hours in the dentist chair. This is the next step in the ongoing Adam vs. the Dentist drama. Uh, it only gets worse from here. It does eventually kind of stop. I mean, basically every year he's going to bring up the dentist. It just happens. But 97, 98, it's particularly worse. This is right as he's starting to be able probably to afford this and have insurance and take care of a lot of this stuff. Uh, especially 98. Uh, there's an episode with Mia Korf, uh, which has a 20-minute opening, maybe 30-minute opening. It's almost entirely the first segment, and then I think it goes on from there in the next segment, of him recounting the horrible procedures he endured, and it is graphic. Luckily, this episode, not so graphic, more fun. Him talking about the nitrous experience, and he references the Manhattan Transfer Christmas album nitrous uh, freakout he had. Producer Ann gets on mic and engages with him a bunch. Uh, really good episode. Just great. It's so cool to finally have this. This is an official tape. Really good quality. There is some slight background noise, but uh, totally works. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Love Line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One There as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. And you can also follow the Loveline Twitter account at Loveline. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a podcast one.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. He has plenty of training. He can help you. All right, three hours in the dental chair today, Drew. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, you I, were kind of spouting out about that a few minutes ago. Right, but I wanted to save it for the air. Yeah, you said that, so I'm, I'm dying to hear what the reality was. Uh, for those who are curious, we do not talk much off the air because we don't like to repeat ourselves, and it sort of kills the spontaneity. Although it would probably be better for you, the listener. <laughs> if we prepared a little bit. If we did actually make a note or uh, go over what we were going to say a little bit. It kills it for the two of us in the room. Or even said hi before we get turn the mics on. Right. So, this and uh, Anne, uh, belly up to the mic over there because this involves you as well. Uh, as um, if you've been listening to the show with uh, any consistency over the last few months, you'll know to you'll know I've had my trials and tribulations with the dentist. One Ongoing. thing I do have going on over there is the constant nitrous. I sit down and they strap the nitrous onto me. I, I haven't had it once. You've still been doing that in spite of that uh, bad trip you had? Yeah, I had a downer trip yeah. uh, last time. I think I may have gotten hold of some of the bad nitrous, <laughs> like some of the purple nitrous, or what do they call it? Uh, 
what do they call the brown uh, nitrous? Yeah, brown nitrous. I think um, a, a tech may have broken wind into the tank wherever they manufacture it. But the point is, is I had a bad trip with the nitrous. A lot of paranoia. Basically, you just overdose. You kept telling them to turn the flow rates up, and you got more and more and more. Well, I have a deviated septum, and at 40 bucks a pop, which they're not charging for, uh, charging me for now, because I told them, hey, come on, we're in a dentist office, and anything that's in this office should be at my disposal. If I want to have sex with the hygienist, I should be able to do it free of charge. It was a guy. So, I have the nitrous. I'm in the chair. Now, I've been, I was in the chair for three hours today. And this is, uh, I'm not exaggerating, this is not hyperbole. I got there at 9.30 in the morning. When I went to the cashier on my way out, it was about 12.45. Okay. I did, however, spend a couple of minutes in the waiting room, but it was three hours in the chair. Were you asleep the whole time? No, no, you're just in and out. Yeah. In in kind of wigging out the whole time, but in and out. But time passes. You have no conception of time. It right. is like you know falling asleep in the back of your parents' station wagon, you know, driving up to Big Sur or right, something. Right. You just uh, when you pass out in Santa Barbara, you wake up in San Simeon, right. and you don't know where the hell uh, the day went, except for you've wet yourself. You? No, I didn't wet myself oh. though. But uh, anyway, I'm getting the root canal work done. Now, here was the part that I was most surprised about when I got to the, um, I, now, I've got the root canal work done, and I've got the temporary crowns on, as well as the cleanings and the x-rays and all that. When I got to the counter, they said, um, okay, well, uh, let's see, tally up a few numbers here. That will be, uh, $2,600. Oh. I was like, uh, Put the roots back in. Put them back. Put them back and fill it with chili. I don't care. I said, 2600 uh, bucks. Uh, uh, well, well, wait a minute. I, I thought insurance paid for 100% of some things and 80% of other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's up to $1,000. Yeah, of the stuff the insurance thinks that you should be getting. <laughs> You've done $1,500 worth of nitrous. <laughs> I mean, and, and then I said... Wait a minute. And I said something about producer Ann because producer Ann is going through the exact same procedure I'm going through. One except tooth, for she's doing one tooth right. and I'm doing two teeth. Right. And I said, uh, well, I said earlier, I said, when is producer Ann coming back in here? What's going on with her? Or am I getting the same thing she's getting because she was showing off her new temporary crowns the other day? And she said, oh, uh, Ann will not be back in until the first of the year. And I said, oh, uh, how come? And, she, and they said, well, she's waiting for her insurance to start up another year so it can make a dent in it that way. Meaning you get, you know, 1000 bucks a year, and uh, she's going to wait till after the first to do it. And by the way, is your 2600 exclude the $1,000 that was covered by insurance? 3600 Was the real price. Yes. Oh, that's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Thirty. What about the inlay? I don't know that much about dentistry, but why can't they just drill out the inside and put inlay in? Uh, listen, why? Because it's wow. cheap. That's yeah. why. Let me explain. I've now stumbled upon the one thing that has progressed in dentistry over the last 50 yes. years. Price. Remember, I couldn't figure out where they've made their progressions. Yes, right. Price. Yes. That is it. That is the only thing. Drills the same. Anesthesia still the same. Um, the scraping, the tools, the mirror, the bad taste. It's all the same. Yeah. But the price. They're moving on in price like they're moving on in technology, but they're not. This is like me, you know what this is? This is like if I, if I opened an, a, a, a circuit city 
and all I offered was 10-inch um, black-and-white Zenith TVs from 1952 and said, well, that's $2,500, the uh, same as a Sony big screen. Yes, but there's nothing, there's no technology there. Uh, I know, we have to keep going with the prices. We're keeping up with the prices. It's just you get the black and white one with the uh, wood veneer on the side. You've got to smack it to, uh, to get the uh, horizontal to work correctly. 3,600 bones. And I said to him, hey, you know how Ann is coming in at the end of the year to get her insurance deal? Um, hello? How come no one ever suggested that to me? Oh, you got plenty of money. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was basically uh, the answer I got. So I've had three hours worth of nitrous. I'm standing there, and I'm going, I, th I thought I owed him like 175 bucks, oh, boy. maybe a reach around or something. Or, okay, uh, 150 and I uh, sign a Christmas cassette or something. <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm sitting like going like, uh, uh, I'm going to have to leave my car here or something. And see, I have this weird thing about there's two, there's a couple of things I think your parents are always supposed to pay for. <laughs> and there's a, there's a couple of weird things in life, and I, I don't know if everyone has this or it's just me. Parents should always pay for debt. I don't care if they're in the ground. You dig them up and uh, sell their fillings. Your parents should always have to pay for dentistry and um, sleeping bags. As an adult, you sh I, I had to buy a sleeping bag the other, you know, uh, like like two years ago, and I was really pissed off at my humor. parents. Oh, I was yeah. like, you should be buying me this bag. And I want the one with the deer in it. On the inside? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really only that with me. They shouldn't be paying for gas. They shouldn't be paying for uh, auto insurance, but they should be paying for sleeping bags and other bits of camping equipment, mainly a sleeping bag and dentistry. 36 Hundred bones. Two teeth. Two teeth. How many teeth did you have? Twenty-eight or th or thirty-two? I think it's thirty-two, isn't it? Oh boy, three. It's like uh, yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be like uh, ninety thousand dollars if I <laughs> if I'd done my entire mouth. And this guy, you know, these guys, they got about five hours wrapped up into my mouth. Oh Jesus, I want legal counsel while the dentistry is going on for that kind of money. True. It's could, just insane that they don't warn you, because that's a lot of money. Huge. Well, that they wouldn't go over some kind of a well, price list or something. A how do they menu. know you could even pay? What if you couldn't have paid? Yeah. I don't they know. Have a payment plan? Um. Oh, I'm sure. I, 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 I. Well, you know what? Whether they know it or not, they're on a payment plan. <laughs> because here's the plan: either it's the payment plan or the or no pay. Because uh, I don't got the money. I mean, uh, that is recalculus. And I just thought, you know, they say, hey, insurance will take care of 80% of it. So, uh, what the hell? Let uh, let Infinity pay for it. But uh, yeah, see, up I, to a grand. After, like, my first visit, I go, okay, where am I, where am I at? <laughs> because I want to know already. And they told me, and I was already at about 1000 Oh. And see, I said, well, wait a minute I'm here. just telling you, I'm in the I wrong field. I knew I, it's so, I'm such this. a pathetic field. I mean. I, uh, my promise is I'm so high from the nitrous because I get right out of the chair and go right to the receptionist counter there where we start tallying up the bill. And I still have an actual string of saliva from my chin down to the paperwork that's uh, like, a, like a, you know, it, it's actually leaned back and it's the paperwork lifted off the thing and snapped back and hit me in the face. And so here I am. I've been high on nitrous for three hours and they're going, so how do you want to pay for this? And I'm going, um, uh, I thought you said the root canal was like $1,200. Yeah, that was for the root canal. Um, 
Yeah. Well, that wasn't for the crowns or the posts or the temporaries. Like, uh, just, it's like, here's what it is. It's like, how much for the swimming pool? Uh, 10 grand. Then they come over and dig a big hole in the back of your yard and go, all right, we've dug it out. Oh, you wanted the cement on the side of it and the filter? Well, that's another 20 grand. Right. And now you got a big hole in your backyard. Uh. So I got a big hole in my mouth. So uh, anyway, uh, I think I owe him like 2,500 bucks. And we're not done, by the way. I'll just say it's a good thing that you uh, have practiced so many years with that E troop you were with. What are you talking about? To oh. be able to manage this sort of an undertaking and uh, a, <sighs> a violation. Please. Oh, I don't even know. And what are you supposed to do? How, how do you, what do you have to compare it to? Uh, I mean, what are you supposed to say? Root Canal, uh, 2500 bucks, please. I just saw a sign for Root Canal on the way in. It said $750. You know, how the hell do I know what a Root Canal costs? What the market bear? Exactly. And who the hell wants to go to the world's cheapest dentist anyway? Some guy working out of a tent, you know, with a lantern. Or, oh. All right, so I'm in the hole for 2500 bucks. And, and as pathetic as it sounds, I don't look at my teeth being better as, as, being, as being ahead of anything. I just look at it as breaking even. Well, like to me, that's 2500 bucks right out the window. I have something to offer you that'll make you feel even better. What's that? Uh, given this uh, wonderful land of freedom that we live in, uh, you'll have to earn 5200 in order to pay that 2600 Okay? <sighs> Joe Good? Christ's sake. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Let's get out on the lecture circuit, Drew. I got to I gotta buy these teeth back. Rick. Oh, oh hey, uh, Matchbox. Hey, shush now, Rick. Ra Matchbox 20 is going to be in here. Yeah, tonight they'll be in here at 11. It was a uh, last-minute booking. Uh, producer Ann really went to bat for the show. Rick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Go ahead. What's no, up? I just want to, uh, first off, man, Adam, you are the man. I listen, you know, I listen to the show all the time. I watch you all on MTV. And, and <laughs> Adam, you are the bomb. Thank I, you, I, Rick. You are. So uh, I guess i got to get straight to my problem. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. See, um, I'm from Detroit, man, and, you know, and I've, I've been gay for like, you know, the last five years, you know, um, and lived with this guy for the last year and a half. And and now, it's kind of funny. You, you determined you were gay at 22? Yeah. You had no idea before that? Uh, I had some hints, and, you, right. know, you know, stuff like that. All right. Going on, so you've but, been interested you know, in men for a long time? Was that? You've been interested in men for a long time? Ye well, yeah. So, yeah, right. something okay. like that. All right. How's yeah. the Bahamian? Is it still intact? No. Is that the only question you know how to ask when we speak to a gay person? Gay I'm, male? I'm always curious because... Indeed you are, but well, every damn time. I did not know that a lot of gay men do not get involved with anal sex. You didn't know that until about six months ago when you found that out. You've been just perseverating ever since. It is a form of fascination for me, okay. Drew. Right. Please, okay. anything that ease with the burden and the pain that I'm going I'm, through right now. <laughs> you really do seem disturbed, i got to tell you. I'd like to start Adam Corolla Tooth Fund. I figure if all our listeners sent me a quarter... I said you. I said you ten bucks. All right, no, Rick. No, please don't. I think the FCC would get involved. All right. So what? So you're gay? Well. Yeah. See, that's the problem. See, because see, I, I work at a hospital as, as, a, as a nurse at the hospital, so I run into a lot of ladies all the time. And you know, they've been they, making plays for me. And, you know, it, it nothing really came about it. But just recently, like in the last few months, there's a particular nurse that that's that's it. I mean, I met her and like I'm in love. And, and I want nobody else but her. What's wrong with that? Well, I'm living with a guy. Ah. And I don't know how to tell him ah. that that's it. It's I've, ah. I've found out exactly what I need in life and who I want in life. And, Oof. You know, he ain't it. 
All right, but that, that, that just, there's a couple issues here. One mm. is he ain't it, which is one clear feeling that you have. Right. So he ain't it regardless of whether you have uh, met a new girl or a new guy. So he ain't it needs to know that he ain't it. That's okay? a good point. He needs to know that. That's it. That's that. That's a separate issue. Right. Now, finish that relationship and then get on with the new one, okay? you got to okay. finish it. You know clearly he ain't it. You know that clearly he deserves to know that. Now... What you do with the woman is another issue. Right? Uh, I have real concerns. Uh, that's that's wonderful that you have these feelings for another person, but um, gay isn't usually a pastime. It's a, it's a commitment, and uh, I, I I you know unless you it's really no hobby. Yeah, I mean yes, you may be bisexual, and yes, you're at an age that certainly could manage that sort of uh, uh, the penis will, the penis beckons. But I, 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 I think worry that he might yeah yes. that he might uh, sort of stray, and I would like to know about his past a little bit to know why he's so ambivalent at this age. But he may be a genuinely mature bisexual. There is such a thing, and a bisexual will just uh, it'll be more about a person than about a, the, a particular sex, and this may maybe found his person. Mm. I, you know, look, yeah. 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 Uh, listen, I would just be worried about getting involved with somebody who is bisexual because we've heard enough of them say after a few years of the relationship they want to get involved with a member of the opposite sex. Ah, I'm going to make a theory here. All right. uh, I'm going to put out a theory, I should say, which is I believe... You know, I was driving here today and I was thinking to myself, Jesus, um, how could I be with a woman for like 30 years? You know, yeah. that thought to me sounds very alien to, to be with the same woman for, yeah, I, I, for 30 it, as years. A, as a concept, may, I've been my wife for 15 years. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was thinking about no, when no, I was no, doing no, it. No, 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 that's what I meant. Do we seem unhappy? No, you don't. Does she seem unhappy? Uh, no, she doesn't. Okay. Well, this is a general dissatisfaction, but, but no. But out of the relationship. No, but no. I would be miserable. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah, oh, I do. Well, I, because I, you know what? I felt the same way as you did, looking at uh, you know, a 30 years ahead. It, it's, it looks kind of like uh, you get start this relationship, and then there's a coffin waiting at the end of it. It's really what it looks like, and, uh, and it, that's not, that's not the way it works, though. It really isn't. This is that was sort of a. Con that's, a lot of men have that concept. Yeah. That there's marriage and then death. Right. And it's not so. There's, I know. I know. In, it's fact, a... in fact, if I had known how gratifying marriage was beforehand, I, I wouldn't have waited so long. And mm. family adds a whole nother okay. dimension to that. But well, you got to trust me on this. All right. One. I you can't know you. until you get there. All right. But thirty years sounds like nothing to me. Really? Yeah. I know. But to, to me, it just it it sounded. Uh, uh, anyway, we'll but check in. We'll check uh, in with you ten you years I, from look, now. But you, <laughs> the point is, <laughs> you and I had never made this point before. And that's an interesting point because I've sat. I've had the feeling you're having now. Good. Before. All right, but here's what I'm saying. If you're bisexual, that sort of gets you off the hook, if you think about it. Off the hook for what? That whole 30-year thing. If you're bisexual, by, by, by virtue or by definition of, the, of, of being uh, the fact that you're bisexual, you can say, okay, I'm going to be with this sex for a few years, in a in a stable relationship, but then I'll go to the next sex for a few years and essentially get to bounce back and forth, which would be the equivalent to me saying, I'm going to be with this woman for two years, then I'll be with that woman for two years, then I'll be with this woman for two years, no, then I'll be with that woman for two years. I don't know. I think it's a, a diabolical plan. A commitment. Think about what a diabolical plan. Well, you couldn't be bisexual if you're in a 30-year relationship. A commitment is a commitment. Yeah, I know, but by 
Um, by definition, if you are bisexual and you enter in a relationship, how long can it last? Before you're bisexual. Let me flip it around on you. That's like saying you're heterosexual. You like lots of different women. How can you possibly stay in a single relationship? But it, Same deal. Yeah, but but you're committing to one woman and expected to stay with that one, one woman. Same. It's Yeah, but you're not... Yeah, I understand that men who are bisexual, or sorry, who are heterosexual, still do plenty of bouncing around, but it's not excused. I see. I don't think it's excused. You're you're saying the culture or somebody excuses it, or maybe somebody who would be in a relationship. You're with a bisexual? almost telling them in advance that it's you're going to move on There's at a, a certain point. Yeah, I see. I see kind of what you're saying. You have to, or you well, you then, can't be bisexual. Uh, Mm, that's again. That's like saying uh, you can't be heterosexual if you commit to one woman. No, it's not, because I, you I can be heterosexual and yeah, be with one I, woman yeah, for it's eternity. An point. It's, a, it's a subtle point. It's an interesting point. Well, I understand you know, your point. We, we have to talk to some bisexual people and see how. Ah, they'll never that. admit it. They'll no sooner admit this than the the gays will admit uh, it, it being a turn on for them to be in a locker room at a gym. Go ahead. You know what I'm talking about? No. How gay guys will never admit that. Is that true? Yeah, gay man will never say when you say to him, hey, you're into guys? Yeah, you like naked guys? I mean, you're into male? You're into men sexually? Oh, isn't it kind of cool when you go to the gym and you hit the shower and there's all these buff guys? Went, no, don't notice it. Don't. And I was going, what do you mean? What are you talking about? This is what you're attracted to. Hey, if you were walking out of the girls' locker room, you wouldn't notice, would you? <laughs> I'd be on a creeper. Uh, pushing myself, like one of those mechanic creepers, pushing myself along uh, with just my feet and both hands of my penis. Just uh, aimlessly going around like one of those uh, pool skimmer things that just uh, just randomly around the top of the pool. And you know how in those pool skimmers thing, every time the, the, the tail whips around and a long spurt of fluid comes flying out of the top? It'd all be right. the same yes, thing. Yes, okay, all right. The, the, the imagery is over, over, uh, overwhelming right, me. Six, all right, six, six. All right, all right, all right. <sighs> JJ. You're 24. Yes. What's going on? Um, um, well, I'm uh, a lesbian, and I can't seem to stop attracting straight women. What do you mean attracting them? Um, well, I'm not, I don't, you know, the whole eye game, that whole bit. Well, then they're not straight. But they are, because then I'll, we'll, we'll hook up, we'll get together, and... We'll hang out, All and right. I'm the first woman they've ever been attracted to ever. Oh, but they're not—they're—they're they're straight in their lifestyle, but uh, not necessarily for that evening. Right. Okay. Or for our relationship, and then when we break up or whatever, then they're back to dating men. Uh, right. Uh, do you hmm. think that may, maybe that's a numbers issue that a lot of women they're engaging in same-sex activity perhaps are m primarily heterosexual? Mm, more than men. Yes. But, that, but maybe more than lesbians. Uh, we'll, we'll sort this out. We've got to go to break. We'll get back with J.J., the uh, frustrated lesbian, and um, Drew, the frustrated lesbian as well. And Matchbox 20 will be on tonight, and it'll all come after this. Loveline will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Tricom, Mike. 
Yeah, Tricom, great product. That's right. It's uh, more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone, which is the usual topical story that you can get over the counter. That's the way people typically use, right? That's what they typically yeah. use. And I want to remind people, always make sure if it's something in any way out of the ordinary, be sure to see your doctor, see a dermatologist, to make sure it's not a derm or medical problem because the skin can express underlying medical conditions. But if it's just plain old winter itch, winter skin, this Tricom can really be very effective. You can also use Tricom in the warmer months on bug bites, poison ivy, sumac, and other skin irritations. And there is the Tricom money-back itch-free guarantee. If the user is unsatisfied, they mail back the empty tube for a full refund, Mike. Yeah, and and you listen, you probably already have two to three of these anti-itch products in your medicine cabinet already. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just not going to get the job done the way... That Tricom is. So turn to Tricom. Look, money back guarantee. I mean, come on now. That's right. Even if they are as effective as Tricom, hydrocortisone has a bunch of side effects you may not be aware of. And this will give you the same itch relief for winter skin as the hydrocortisone without the side effects. And it works quickly and the relief lasts. Okay? So Tricom. Tricom is your stuff. That's right. Be sure to get Tricom and remember the itch-free guarantee. If you're unsatisfied, mail back the empty tube for a full refund. That is Tricom. Hi, this is Kristen Johnston from Third Rock from the Sun, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. That's so serious. <laughs> well, well, they're actresses. You give them, a, you know, you give them, a, give them some comp, and they read it. She's nice, though. I really like her. And we, you know, we got her on the show because Drew spotted her at a restaurant and told me to go talk to her, and she gladly came on. It was one of the funniest things I ever saw in my life. She was sitting there. Her looking up and looking at you like, what the? <gasps> it's Adam Carolla. <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> well, I'm a very big celebrity, Drew. That's so funny. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. Matchbox 20 will be in here in about a half hour, and then uh, Jars of Clay will be in here tomorrow, and then Duran Duran will be back, and uh, Goldfinger will be in next week. So uh, plenty of good bands and uh, quite a variety of music. Jeez, Matchbox 20, Duran Duran, George Clay, and uh, Goldfinger. If you can't find uh, something you like out of those four, you're an opera like Drew. Yep. Quick uh, email here. Um, as you know, last week I was came up with another one of my brilliant ideas, which is crotch-sniffing dogs. Um, dogs sniff crotches automatically let's, let's, anyway. Let's at least call it pelvic sniffing dogs, something with a little more of a ring to it. Yeah, and I saw one of these specials on, I think it was 2020, and they had these dogs that they were showing, uh, you know, worked the airport, worked for uh, the uh, DEA, and also worked for the, um, what the hell is that, with the uh, 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 fruit and the, the uh, what the hell is that? Yeah, the customs people. Right. That, yeah. mm, there's something else I'm missing. But anyway, they sniff out uh, the agriculture people. Agriculture department. Agriculture department. They sniff out people smuggling in uh, kielbasa from, uh, you know, East Germany and uh, f- bizarre fruits from different lands so we don't bring uh, bizarre pests into our country. Actually, if we don't want to bring bizarre pests into the country, I'll just turn the people away. That's, uh, that'd be, uh, let's, let's, let's get those people. Let's get dogs and sniff them out. The point is, is... Um, they sniff out heroin, they sniff out cocaine, uh, they can sniff out marijuana, a joint of marijuana packed in coffee grounds and welded into a truck fender coming over the Tijuana border. And I thought, you know what, we could train these dogs to sniff out venereal disease, sniff out crabs, 
sniff out yeast infections and uh, possibly uh, either uh, some forms of cancer, especially feminine stuff. Instead of going to the gynecologist and dropping the pants and getting up there and everything, just bring the dog by the waiting room office. A uh, different beagle for each, you know, they don't have their specialties, the crab one, the warts one, and they just put their nose right in there, give a whiff, and if it doesn't start chasing its tail or something, you're free to go. Adam? Yeah. Julie, our chair girl from Illinois, mm-hmm. sent me an article she found on the web where they had a dog do that. What? I'll, I'll print the article out for you. I just got it. About, Please, about, about sexually transmitted diseases? For cancer. Yeah. Melanoma, here, melanoma. Well, here's 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 cancer, part right? of the, the facts I have right here. It yeah. says, uh, this is from uh, Kate, um, regarding crotch-sniffing dogs. Did you know that scientists are experimenting with using dogs to sniff out skin cancer, melanoma? See attached article. Is although, that the one? Uh, I don't see the attached article. Now, Drew, I know I'm known as the moron of the show, but is, isn't it bizarre that the uh, ideas that I come up with seem to come to fruition? Just uh, we all will one day. Yes, Crapernicus. Uh, I think they'll call me yes, after indeed, I'm dead. I should start keeping a but, journal. And believe me, people didn't like him when he was around either. No. Yeah. He took a lot of he, he took a lot of crap that man. But now, sidekick. Look at him now. And uh, uh, who's the other guy who um, who went and talked to the uh, the czars, the Russian families? Um, that was uh, Rasputin. Rasputin. That's who I think I'll be. I think it's somewhere between Rasputin and uh, Copernicus. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Rasputin and uh, who was the uh, aforementioned one? Copernicus. No, 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 not Copernicus. Uh, Galileo? What are you... No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to. Th- who did we just mention? Copernicus, you said. I didn't mean to say Copernicus. I meant to say um, Nostradamus. Ah. Yes, I see, I that's see, I right. See. Oh, boy, you are not a pilot. Well, I'm supposed to read your mind? Nostradamus I mean, was the guy who predicted a, the, yeah, the but, future. Yeah, but Copernicus was, was uh, ostracized during his time for some novel ideas. All right. But I still think more of a Nostradamus type. All right. JJ? Yes. All right, so you're lesbian, you attract straight women right. who are willing to experiment with lesbianism. Right. But not, not not go the full nine yards to have a relationship. The committed relationship. And I attract women who are younger than me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would say the younger they are, the more on the fence they are about their sexuality. Or at right. least the more potential there is for confusion. Thank you, Mike. Mike just brought in the article. So, uh, Drew, you'll peruse that. to, like, no-end relationships. Well, why don't you date a woman who's 27, 28, insecure with her sexuality or uh, her lesbianism, as it were? Because I'm not attracted to uh-huh. typical. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. See, it, it always gets back to you, though, doesn't it? Well. That's all she can change or work on, anyways, herself. Right. I mean, the reason you're repeating this time after time is because you are at the helm of your ship and you're steering it that way time after time. Mm-hmm. It's not really them, it's more you. Well, then I also also have the problem this because I listen to the show a lot and I know that you talk a lot about people who've been abused and they tend to make themselves um, opt. They, they tend to opt to being abused. You're right. I've kind of gone the opposite direction. I've... I'd, I don't abuse physically, but I'm I'm very much a manipulator, and I think that um, I seem to attract um, victims. Yeah. Yeah, you get you're the victim. You, you you we what we've said we we talked to a lot of the victims. What we've always said is that you either become a victimizer or a victim or both. Well, what determines which way you go? 
I don't know the answer to that, but you are a victimizer, and you're looking for good victims. And so you, you probably pick out are, are women who are ambivalent about their sexuality, who themselves were abused, which is a great way to create ambivalence, and you, you go after them. It's also a great way to avoid intimacy, isn't it? Because you, really, you never really have to get committed. You never really have to get involved because you just manipulate them. They're just objects out there that you sort of uh, cause to dance around, and you know on some level they're never really going to get involved because they're confused well, my, and they're my, victims. My problem at this very moment is that I'm seeing someone now that I that I really like, and she she wants to start like a a really deep connected relationship. Why is that a problem? Um, you just well, finished telling us that's what you wanted. It is, but I'm so weary of 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 things in the past because I've because I've only been dating straight women, and and I'm the first woman she's ever been with, and I think that it's wait a minute. What you're like saying is I want I, I want to commit a relationship unless I have an opportunity for one, and then I don't want it. No, I do want it. But you don't want it because every committed relationship, every close relationship is going to require vulnerability. Right. Everyone. There's no relationship that you can actually be real and intimate with in which it's totally safe and without exposure. I completely realize that. The other, the other problem is the physical intimacy part because it's been a problem in my past where, where I'm with the women who have never been with women and they're with me. They're fine getting their jollies, but when it's time for me, it's, I mean, I better go in the other room and masturbate. And I don't feel as if I'm getting a fair bargain here. Mm. Uh, JJ? Yeah. So you were abused? Yeah. Okay. Have you, have you, um... You want to bar, you want to, you want to barter on, mm. on what happened? No, we uh. would normally gamble on this, but, uh, we're too far into the call to gamble. Okay. That's an earlier stage part of the hey, call. You're, you're telling us. All right, that. so you, you, have you looked into the abuse? You gotten some counseling or something? Yeah, I've been through counseling my whole life. Okay. Uh, has it worked? <laughs> um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think of the abuse in a, in a negative way. How, how severe was the abuse? Uh, um, well, it was by at least five different men. Oh, okay, severe. Yeah. Sexual abuse by five different men. Right. So you don't even know if you're a lesbian. Well. I mean, you're lesbian by by virtue of the fact that you're. St- almost forced to go that way because of the abuse that you suffered at the hands of these men, right? I tend to believe that sometimes, yes. Right. Right. Okay. But, but I don't look at it that way now because whether it's whether it's because I'm gay, gay, or whether it's because I became that way over past abuse, it's not at a point where it can be changed now right. because I'm an adult. And right, I'm right, right. Okay. Well, that's a pragmatic way of looking at it. Right. All right. Here's my my feeling. I think you need to um, sort out and keep sorting the issues involving the abuse and stop working on correcting yourself and your past, for that matter, via current-day relationships. I think you need to just lay off the relationships for a little while. And get your antenna straightened out a, a little bit more. Well, the only way... I, she, I mean, she's been through counseling. She knows what's going on. Yeah, but probably the only way... She probably never established a real relationship with the therapist. And that's why now she can't establish a relationship with another person. Because hmm. she's incapable of that. I wonder so. if she's been to men or women. I think she should see men. Hey, JJ? Yeah. You've been to male or female therapists? I've been to both. Oh, okay. See, but this is what I'm picking up on. You've been, to, you've been to a bunch of different ones, never longer than a year and a half or so with any given one, right? No, I, I, I was with one for about four years. Mm. How'd that go? Um, well, I've been diagnosed with everything under the sun. No one can make up their mind. Yeah. So it's kind of confusing with me, and I, I'm beginning to... I got to a point where I thought it was all a farce, because ev- 
mm-hmm. with every person I went to go see again, they would tell me something else. Was How wrong. did the four-year one go? Um, it went pretty well. It was with a man, and um, I'm a musician, and he was really into my music, so we spent a lot of time just talking about music. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, that's a way to develop a relationship. Yeah. Right. But he he decided I was borderline. Well, and no doubt. Right. No doubt. That that, that would be accurate. All right, Drew, I thought you wanted to burn through some calls. All right, sorry. Jackass. Carrie. Yes. What happened was um, Saturday night I was, um, well, like partying with some friends, mm-hmm. with my best friend, and I got really wasted. And I'm 19, and I was a virgin until Saturday, and I slept with this guy that I care about him. I've always cared about him, but he has a lot of problems. So we slept together, and I thought, you know, uh, I don't know. And then when I woke when I woke up, he well, he, he was with um, my best friend. So I like flipped out and I I left, and it was very dramatic. And <sighs> and then I um told them that I hate them both, and I never want to talk to them again. But mm-hmm. I'm like in love. I think I'm in love with this guy. I like can't eat, and I always think about him. And I don't want it to be like a one night stand. All right, Carrie. Oh Carrie, Carrie, compose yourself, sweetie. I know. You're in good hands now. I know, and I don't want to tell anyone because I can't talk to anyone else because I don't want to tell them. Oh yeah, he he got together with me, and then he, but you know, All right. you know. Thank I, you for not using uh, the entire F word there. I Just know. the first uh, first few syllables. <laughs> All right, Carrie, hold on a second. Okay. Carrie, here's what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to put the phone down and get something to eat. Okay, just a snack, not taffy or anything. That's bad radio. We got to go to a commercial don't, break. Don't purge. Don't purge. We got to go to a break. Which I'm sure she's. Into. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Okay. And we will we will ease you with our soothing hands. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Matchbox Twenty will be in here uh, theoretically in about 20 minutes. We'll uh, finish off with the hysterical carry, and that'll all come after this. The phone number for Loveline: one eight hundred love one nine one. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back. Hey, it's Rock Matthews from Straight Talk with Ross from right here on PodcastOne.com. Uh, you know, they say orange is the new black, but it turns out, honey, rainbow is the new black. Woo! And Podcast One has done that for a long time. Not only my show, which is the gay best friend you wish you had and know you need, but also the B. Scott Show and Brett Easton Ellis' show. So if you want to wave your flag, honey, wave it here. Podcast One. Download your favorite show now at PodcastOne.com, where rainbow is the new black. And once you've had black, you'll like the rainbowiness of it. Damn right. That's PodcastONE.com. Hi, I'm Jerry Springer, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, all right. Love Line, 1 800 LFE 191, fax number 310 854 Adam Carolla, Dr. Uh, Matchbox 20 will be in here theoretically in about uh, 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, just to finish off the story about uh, my idea a couple, a couple weeks ago about uh, dogs that sniff out cancer in women's vaginas and uh, venereal disease and all sorts of other things, utilizing dogs, uh, because, as you know, we use dogs to sniff out drugs and uh, bombs, and here's something that I just find effing bizarre. It's, uh, 
it goes on. Mike fetched this article from the internet. Well, this is from Julie, the chair uh, sending listener. Oh, God bless the, uh, the Ju Julie. Julie, who we are in forever indebted to. And by the way, uh, when we move, uh, where the, uh, we, we will, we will be moving in a couple of weeks uh, back to uh, K-Rock, the mother station, be doing the show out of uh, K-Rock. It should not make a lick of difference to anybody concerned. So it wasn't even worth mentioning, except for we are taking these effing chairs with us. And if uh, anybody from Westwood One has a problem with that, they can kiss my ass in the leather-bound chair it's on. This dump. Are you kidding? I'm taking this chair and I'm putting it in my effing office. It's going to be great. Two beautiful chairs. As a matter of fact, if you walked in this room and you looked around and you saw two nice things, they would be the only two things that Westwood One did not provide, which are these chairs. Sickens me to think that the Lycus sits in it uh, for e even even during commercial breaks. Anyway, dogs are being trained by custom uh, uh, by the Custom Service, U.S. Air Force, uh, Secret Service, other agencies. Uh, they have termite sniffing dogs. They have a uh, uh, mar <laughs> lobster sniffing dogs. I'm not exactly sure what what they do. Uh, what, they go to seafood restaurants and tell you whether stuff's fresh or not. I don't know. What they do? Dive off a uh, dive off the pier. Just go by on a boat and start barking if there's lobsters down below. <laughs> oh. Turtle eggs, truffles, uh, dead bodies, of course. And here is the one I love. Uh, custom service dogs can detect minute quantities of cocaine solidified in plastic items or submerged in fully loaded gasoline tanker trucks. Oh, my God. How can that be? Let's all just think about that for a second. A tanker truck filled with gasoline, and the dog can sniff the cocaine? How can that be? That is, is mind-boggling. I mean, we... I mean, what what is the cocaine emitting? I, I, where, where do the molecules come from, and how do they get through I, the, the meth, the, the gas? Drew, you were thinking like a human, not like a dog. Dogs have the nose. So, I Maybe think... they just have x-ray vision. We don't know it. So anyway, this article goes on to say that uh, this schnauzer, this seven-year-old schnauzer, who's a police dog, uh, went on to detect skin cancer uh, almost 100% of the time when a doctor scraped a little bit of it off and put it in different containers and yeah. confused the dog, sniffed it right out. All right. Hey. It's happening. Drew, you're going to be out of a job in about five years. What do you mean? Since we well, teach those dogs to perform dogs. a little plastic surgery, it's, it's all over. They'll be, they'll be sniffing everything out before it even happens. They'll just be, uh, they put their be. nose right in your ass. Kidney stones. They won't be doing the talking and teaching that we do, though. It won't need you guys. They'll get yeah, to man. everything before it becomes a problem. <laughs> do you see? There'll there'll be, be, there will be no more disease. There'll be no more disease because the dogs will, there'll be no need for surgery anymore because the dogs will have sniffed it out. All right. All right. I got to get one of these dogs. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Give a, <laughs> eight, 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 eight. Drew, you made a joke there. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're acknowledging that. Carrie. Uh-huh. So, oh, you're 19. Yes, that's so right. Carrie. I... All right, hold on. Let me just uh, re recap here for a second. You're 19. You're a virgin. Yes. Uh, up until last weekend. Yeah, I was going to wait till I got married. <laughs> oh, God. And you got drunk and you had sex and... Uh, mm -hmm. And my friend, she will get together with everybody. I mean, we are so opposite, but I thought... Your, your friend jumped on the guy you had sex with. Well, because I was so angry that she like came on to him, and she, when I was asleep, and I. I you were asleep. Hold on a second. You were asleep at the party. Well, because I was in her bed.
bed, and she was out in the other room, and I guess she came in. And after like, having had sex with a guy? What? You were asleep after just yeah. having had sex? Yeah. Well, oh, it, oh, we oh. were, like, I don't even know where the... T- oh, hold on a second, Carrie. Oh, boy, our listeners. So, you were asleep at the party? Well, I was in her bed. Yeah. The hell do I what what? What am I supposed to make of that? Do you know where her bed is, Drew? I guess it was the girlfriend's party. Was was well, it was in her it was in her bedroom, but it was like at the party. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, okay. So but you I had was, sex at the party. You fell asleep at the party. Yeah, but okay. it was it was like it wasn't. I don't know if it was a party. It was like a get together. Okay. And it was the gathering. Like, Adam, so whatever. You misused the term here. Yeah, you screwed her up with the party term. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, my bad. No. Yeah. Okay, right, let, so let's stay focused here for a second. Uh, why? Uh, wh- what did you expect from this relationship? Oh, my God. Well, I've... Ha- slow down. Slow down. Slow I've down. always kind of, like, had a crush on him. Okay, what did you expect from the relationship? I don't know. Okay. I thought and he'd, like, was call he, me at least. Uh, and and right. is he somebody that's known to have monogamous relationships? Um, I don't know. He's, he has a lot of problems. Okay, okay. so okay. probably not. Okay, okay. So, so an interesting choice for you to be focused on. Uh, what's up with you? How, how have you been happy in recent years? Unhappy? No, I mean I don't. Stay I don't with know. me. I haven't really like had that many boyfriends. Right. And. What have those relationships been like? Um, I don't know. I mean, like they, like I turn them off usually, like well, when. What were the relationships like? Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't. You're, I mean, I kind of get freaked out before. Like, I haven't been in a relationship since I was, like, 15, probably. Okay. Mm-hmm. And anything else going on with you? Eating disorders, anything like that? Um, I used to be bulimic, but mm. I'm not anymore. Uh, I'm giving Drew a dollar. Thank you. It's it's not, bulimia is not a used-to-be kind of thing, okay? Oh, no, I don't throw up at all yeah, anymore. Okay. Uh, but didn't uh, Drew say don't throw up when we went to break? Oh, because I, I could tell this is what we're dealing with. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. All right, uh, you just got him a, a, a dollar, Kerry. Um, that's a dollar he gave me last night. So somewhere... Wiped my ass with it. Somewhere, thank you. Somewhere, <laughs> nice. Somewhere in there, uh, Kerry has had some some trauma, right? And you, let me guess, leave it to be her family? Okay. Ballet lessons when you were three. Ballet lessons. We turned that into one word. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why are you whispering so much? Yeah, I dance right now. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Where do you dance? No, I'm not telling. What kind of dance? Oh, no. No, like, not, not exotic dance. Ballet. It's so bizarre to have a listener of ours call uh, call up and say they dance, and uh, not, not to be at a... Uh, you know, a club where there's like a uh, oh, no, no, uh, like rooster that. on the roof or something and a big arrow pointing toward its crotch. All right, so so you've been troubled for a long time, right? And uh, may, maybe it's time, and, and now obviously you're you're confused and depressed. And uh, Well, I just think I'm like in love with him. Nope. Yeah, no, that's right, you think you are, okay. but you're not. There you go. We'll give you that. You think you are, but you're not. And uh, maybe this is time to sort of look at things and maybe get some help. I mean, you've got mm. a serious condition, eating Whoa. disorder. Yeah. Although you think your family's leave it to be even perfect, clearly things have not been that perfect just by virtue of the way you're behaving now, mm. the way you're feeling, the kinds of things that are happening to you. And, you know, at your age, it's time to get some help before you do things that you're going to regret the rest of your life or that can really have long-term impact All right. on you. Uh, and, and uh, this uh, happiness true, out true. there for well, you. Didn't right. you want to burn through calls right, uh, right, 45 right, minutes yeah. ago yes, and go. two and a half calls ago? Yeah. Carrie, it's not the guy. Forget about the guy. There's bigger issues at hand here. Trust me. Look into those other issues. That's what it's about. Don't obsess on the guy. Larry, you're 32. 
Yeah, how y'all doing? Good. Uh, long time listener there. Uh, been been waiting a while. Um, yeah, I've uh, Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you. Uh, I know I've listened to y'all several times, and I, I know you're not very very fable, uh, favorable about uh, methadone. Yeah, I, hate I methadone. am a methadone patient. Okay. And uh, I've presently been on the program for two years. We have a very structured program here. We go with the 12-step program and everything. And uh, On methadone? Yeah. I understand how they can do that, but go ahead. Well, I mean, they don't tolerate any dirty urines or anything. Well, you're on they, methadone. I mean, you're... <laughs> I know. Well, I know we you need to take drugs for it. You're on drugs. It, it, did, it saved my life. Okay, right. And, and let me, let me. by the way, I, may, I, I, I always shoot my mouth off, and I may be... Uh, although I don't like methadone, there are certain cases in which it can be life-saving. People who just cannot be treated through other means. Right. You pregnant know, women. I, pregnant women. Hang on, Larry. Years of, uh, of uh, you know, injecting right, drugs. Right, pregnant women. Pregnant women who are uh, strung out on heroin. You put them on methadone. It can salvage the child. I mean, there are circumstances where methadone is extremely important. So, Guys with really thick southern accents, but, I think, are I really, high candidates for the I just don't, I'm just, uh, you know, not a, not a fan well, of I, the methadone. I've, I've always been very functional. I mean, uh, right. you know, always worked every day. Right. Right. What's up? What's your question? Um, uh, you do any welding at all, Larry? Uh, pardon me? Le welding? No. No welding. Truck driver. Oh, okay. That was number two. Uh Okay, my my question is, I've been on. Let's have a guy, a methadone addict, uh, on the roads in a big 18-wheeler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's just it's just local. Well, I mean, okay. you know, a lot of people don't understand that about it. I mean, you know, I don't. You don't feel anything from All it. Right. It just Go blocks ahead. the drug. Yeah. I mean, that's a really total misconception about it. Okay. It depends on what you're using. So Go what's ahead. going on, Larry? Okay. Uh, the the reason I'm asking is because I have a real low libido right now since I've been on it. Right. But uh, since I've been since I've been on it, uh, my my sperm has just went to nothing. Now, is this a characteristic of narcotic? That can happen. Here's here's hold one on, of the hold on the sperm count or the I mean, sperm no, amount. The amount of sperm just dwindled right. to nothing. The amount of semen has gone down. Right, the semen is gone. All right. One of the problems I have with methadone is that eventually, in most cases, the house of cards falls. I mean, I, I deal with a lot of these cases where people have been on methadone and doing okay for periods of time, but eventually something starts happening. They start getting uh, bone marrow problems with the methadone. They start really? getting interstitial cystitis. They get sex problems. They get Something starts to happen, and the house of cards starts to come down, and you have to take them off this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I don't want to... I'm not a methadone expert. I don't like methadone. I'm sure there are people out there that use it and use it with some degree of effect, effectiveness and people that could not be treated otherwise and they may be saving lives but in general it just delays the inevitable that they need to get off all drugs and be treated appropriately mm -hmm. hey uh, what about something with the placebo effect where they to get people off heroin they shoot up something else like tap water or something yeah no what would that do to you nothing what well, if the tap water would kill you but uh oh would yeah just out here in la or all parts of the country yeah i mean that's infected material I mean, if you took tap water, put it in a syringe, put it into a vein, and shot yourself up... You get all kind of infected material in your system. What immediately. If you, what if you boiled it first? No. No? No. Well, how come heroin is so sterile? Smart guy. I don't know how they cook, how they cook it up sterile, but they... they well, they cook it up they in they the spoon, it. right? Yeah. Couldn't you cook up well, tap water? But understand that that's, that is the issue in heroin addiction. It's not the heroin. It's the injecting that uh -huh. causes all the problems. Yeah, that's what I'm... Oh, okay. All right, well, then maybe just a fake needle. 
with like a spring-loaded one of those let me, gag needles. Let me clarify that: that the addictive disease caused by heroin is severe, but the medical problems are the result of in, injecting infected material. Right, because heroin's relatively safe. I mean, if you had a doctor administer heroin, you'd probably be all right, right? Right. It wouldn't hurt your brain. It would cause severe addiction if you're addictively prone. Right. All right. Uh, unlike alcohol, which hurts your brain, right? And damage your brain. Yeah. And um, and uh, what the hell do I have today? Nitrous. Oh boy. <laughs> I just belched up some. All right, uh, Ann, is Matchbox 20 here? No. I'm having guest-related difficulties uh, these days That's on the show. Uh, I, I guess the managers, publicists, and agents don't know how big the stick uh, this show actually wields. Or they just don't care. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, right back. This week on the big podcast with Shaq, the Diesel talks movies and basketball with his buddy Adam Sandler. Adam's a big Laker fan. In the middle of the games, I'm like, Adam, put me in a movie. He'd be like, Shaq, concentrate, win first. <laughs> I think I've been to what four or five of your movies, Adam. It's only the beginning. We got about twelve more to go. Thank now. you, brother. I wanted to confess something to you. Growing up too, I was nervous when I'm out there with David Spade, you and Chris Rock. We all loved you the most. Me and Rock used to talk about why is Shaq funnier than us. But the best part was sitting in the, in the trailer watching you eat ribs. Was it ribs? <laughs> yeah, it was ribs, baby. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Yes, it's a love line. Well, getting to that time. Drew's on the phone, calling the emergency room. Drew, who are you on the phone with? Uh-oh. Okay. Drew's pissed. Uh, Matchbox 20 is supposed to be in here. I don't know where they are, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right, uh, this is Adam Carolla, the man with the million-dollar mouth. Hmm. Still sound like an idiot. My teeth are just as yellow as they ever were. No, they're cleaner. They're whiter. They were yellow. True, you're such a jackhole. Uh, they did nothing to they whiten my teeth. They scraped them off. They scraped the back, the plaque between you, the teeth and no, the back. You had about eight years of stuff on there. I had six years of stuff uh, on there, and they didn't do any kind of polishing. They don't polish. They, they scrape the front of those teeth. No, they yes, didn't they scrape do. the front yes, of they the do. teeth. You're on nitrous. How the hell do you know what they were doing? You're on... Uh, you're <laughs> high on life, you bastard. Listen, I know what was going on. They were scraped. Uh, they got a corn dog that was lodged in there in 1989 out of there. They belched it up the other day. That's how I knew. They did not polish the front of my teeth. That part uh, comes later. Uh, but again, the uh, biggest breakthrough in uh, dental technology is the pina colada tooth polish. Well, that and the, uh, the that and the prices. The, the CD, the CDs you listen to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the uh, the um, that's Man- Manhattan transfer. Those were twelve hundred bucks. Music CD. I was just thinking when I was driving home after um, hearing the bill was thirty six hundred dollars for the um, for the work I've done had done on my teeth. Could have had a sex change in Canada. Mm-hmm. 
for another thousand bucks would have would have gotten that done. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, how much more advanced is that? As a matter of fact, uh, when the technology that was being used on me today was being used, uh, the sex change technology didn't exist. Didn't exist. Well, the notion of sex change didn't exist. Didn't even exist. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I could have my penis uh, uh, take, taken off and in Inverted. its place a vagina for the same price I got a couple of holes filled in my teeth. Mm. Penis inversion? Oh, boy. Cavities. Mm. <laughs> Your mind works in a way. You listen, you know I'm right, Drew, with this. Donna. Yes? You're 21. Yes. Um, I went to a plastic surgeon about uh, a week ago, and uh, I was talking to him about getting a breast reduction, and uh, he said that possibly getting a breast lift would alleviate the back problems. Oh, good. Uh, it seemed kind of weird to me, because he said, well, if that doesn't work, then we'll just go ahead and give you a reduction, and it kind of struck me as odd, like maybe he was trying to uh, maybe get some extra money out of me or something like that. I was wondering if you'd ever heard of anything. Well, well first, uh, uh, hold on a second. Let me ask a few questions, and I have some thoughts on this. How, how large are your breasts, Donna? 34 double D. Mm -hmm. Oh, 34. That's yeah. good. See, the low number with the high cup size behind it is what you're looking for. Equals back problems. Yeah. You know how, like, some guys you go to Vegas with and they'll explain how to play craps? or parlay a football card or something like that because right. there's a bunch of lingo and things you need to know. Right. I explain breasts and bras to my friends. I see. So you want to get yeah. that low. A lot of guys think, well, 42. Yeah. But th that's bad. you got like a 42C and you're in trouble. Right. That's a dick butt kiss in a bra is basically what that is. So you're, you're a petite gal? Actually, I'm 5'9", oh, well. and I weigh around uh, 130. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. What, are you some kind of swimsuit model or something? No. Really? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. yeah. What do you do for a living? I am a student. Oh, boy. Junior college? No. Oh. Big people college. Really? Yeah. Grown-up college? Yep. What are you studying? Uh, forensic science. Forensic science. Oh, boy. I smell a series. <laughs> yes. Hey. the uh, You can get in... Well... You she may know something about this. You know anything about the uh, crotch-sniffing dogs? Uh, actually, we. Uh, it was funny. I was listening to that. This is my we idea. We talked about that in uh, class today. Really? Yeah. About what? The, all the sorts of like the they can they can detect like one one thousandth of a of a part of cocaine, heroin, mm -hmm. and it's it's amazing what, what these dogs can do now. All right, so let's get back right. to your anyway, breasts. So, Hold so on a I, second, Drew. <laughs> Wait a minute now. So you're 5'9". Yes. You're 130 pounds. You're very uh, long and angular. Yeah. And then you have the tremendous breasts. Yes. And just uh, too big to manage. Yeah. Has this been a problem for you in terms of, uh, you know, guys and dating and that kind of thing? Yeah. 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 What kind of problem? Well, you get the, uh, you know, you, you go to a club and, oh, can I touch them? You know, that kind of, that kind of <laughs> disgusting thing. Well, if it's for luck... Yeah, yeah, sure. Can and the guy has, like, a big test the next day or something. I wouldn't see anything wrong with that. Oh, boy. Uh, you're two-piece, gal? Excuse me? Two-piece or one-piece, uh, Ben? Two. Okay. But you like the attention around the pool, don't you? Uh, it depends. Yeah. You know, okay. it, 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 if someone's nice about it, but most guys are pretty gross about yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and so see, they ruin it for the rest of us. Exactly. Now you want exactly. to go out and have a reduction. See, you idiots, you drunken idiots. And let me explain uh, these guys. I know these guys. They're the guys who drive the Jeeps oh, yeah. with the big husky or Malamute stuffed in the back. Yep. You know, like a big uh, big furry sled dog hanging its head out of the back of the Jeep. Guys who wear the uh, cowboy boots, black oh, cowboy yeah. boots with the silver tips. 
guys who wear the vests with no shirt on underneath it, uh, usually bad uh, buckles. Now they're wearing all these skin-tight shirts that are tucked in real tight. Oh, please, you idiots. You idiots, stop commenting on women's beautiful breasts. They run home crying, and their next, fo- their next call is to the plastic surgeon. Meanwhile, guys like me who know how to mind my P's and Q's around a good set of knockers pay the price for it. I'm very casual. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> Wait, what happens immediately after they leave the room? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, please. Guys walking up and introducing themselves to your breasts and ruining it for everyone else. Oh, All right, boy. so may I speak now? All right, no, oh. because I talked to Dr. Marcel at yeah. the uh, K-Rock Weenie Roast one year, yeah. and we got into, you know, because he's a plastic surgeon and because I'm a breast man, it's like a commercial where the candy bar and the peanut butter jar came together. Yes. It was a natural. Yeah. So I always talk about breasts to him, and I said, what about this breast lift I hear about? Because you hear about people getting reductions all yeah. the time or enlargements, but what about the lift? Uh-huh. And it's the kind of thing you used to hear about years ago. It was like the Gabor sisters yeah. uh, were having breast lifts. Right. But you know what? He said it doesn't. they don't really do that. It doesn't really exist. He said it's either reduction or, or not, but they don't really do the lift. Because so, it doesn't do much. Well, what does the lift do? Lifts them up a little bit. But What it, do they do? Theoretically, you bunch up some of the skin at the top uh, and sew as, it off or something? As I understand it, no. There, there are some ligaments in the breast called Cooper's ligaments. That, mm-hmm. that keep it from coming down too far. That's why they stay. That's why they aren't flat. They just they right. And as I understand, they can. Oh, they I'd can, like to kiss this Cooper guy. They can change the Cooper's ligament in some way and bring things up a little bit. And then theoretically, then that would take the weight off the bra and then the weight off your shoulders, and then your mm-hmm. neck wouldn't be hurting. You mm-hmm. said something about uh, center of gravity, but I've always understood that your center of gravity is more towards your stomach. So that that you know, I, I was kind of. Uh, well, well it, maybe it, for it, most people. It, it is kind of suspect because it's such an unusual recommendation. Right. But uh, you might want to get another opinion see what okay. they say about that. I mean, I'm not a plastic surgeon, so okay. I, I don't know for sure what how to advise you on that. Mm. But uh, Adam would certainly encourage you to go for the lift first, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, go for the lift. And if that doesn't work, uh, uh, try another lift. All right. I'll send you the extra if I, if I do get them reduced. Yeah, please. Please put your name on it. I'm trying. I'm getting them confused now. I'm having trouble separating them. All right, Miss Double D. Thank you, ma'am. Enjoy the breast. Okay, bye. They have a boyfriend? Uh, no. No. Not at no. the time. Okay. Okay. No. Bye. Bye. <sighs> Love hearing about that. Allison. Hi. See, Drew, this to to you is equivalent to getting one of your college calls. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Some a-hole went to Brown University, and um, you 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 want to know about the. Um, uh, the uh, cardio surgery department over there in the med school, and how have you heard they're 18th in the Nate? You know, that's your thing. This is me. I, I got it. School of hard knockers. Yeah. Allison. Yeah. What's going on? Um, I want to know how I can like convince my friend that the guy she's hanging out with is like me, and I'm like it's gonna hurt her because, I mean, she's like my age, and he's in his 30s, and like yeah. know what he's capable of. Mm, she's uh, 17. He's in his 30s. Yeah. Oh boy. Key, just keep at her. She, she, you can't convince her. You can't make her hear you. But at least if the information is out there, maybe when she gets some hints or sees some danger signs, she'll at least remember that she was told what's going on here. And the main, the main message to her has to be is that he's not a peer. How can she even judge whether what he's capable of? Where's her folks? Where's her dad? We're away at school. Where are you in school? At St. Mary's Academy for Girls. Is it high school? Yeah. Oh boy. 
You I've you combine this call with the last call, and uh, you got a porn movie. You you really do. All right. Wow, the Academy for Women, huh? For yeah. girls. Girls. Naughty ones or just no. regular girls. Okay. What's the uniform look like? I've never seen Mike laugh so hard. <laughs> Mike loves his smut talk. Uh, do you have uniforms? Yeah. What, uh, with checkered skirts? Yeah. Little white blouses? Yeah. Hey, look, if you tell me you wear those navy blue knee-high socks, I'm going through the roof. We're supposed to. Oh, that's it. I can't finish the show, Drew. You take over. <laughs> oh, boy. And who's she having sex with? Uh, like the gardener or one of the faculty members? Yeah. What? Who is it? Faculty? He's a priest? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for repotting that one, Mike. Wait oh, boy. Minute, wait, wait, a minute, minute, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What? Something wrong with that? She isn't having sex with him. She what? She isn't having sex Worse. That's yeah, worse. Is you need, There's something you, more wrong with him. You, can't you tell somebody about this? One of the faculty or, or somebody in the, in the administration that you tr trust? No, because then they'll ask me why I know that. What do you mean? Well, that's what you want them to know. Yeah, but then they'll ask me questions because he hasn't done anything to her yet. What's the nature of the relationship? Well, he kind of like picks out a girl and then he's like friends with them for a while. Mm. And then, you know, you get to trust them and then he forces you into the situation. Into sex? Yeah. And he's known to do this? Some of the girls know. Allison, why don't you report this? Because I don't want to tell what I know. What it? Uh, let's. Because I don't want to. She actually. She actually just. Yeah. Uh, 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 she just actually gave out the uh, criteria for reporting. Yeah, I know. It's like saying, oh, um, "Why don't you shoot the basketball?" Because I don't want to throw it at the rim. Right. I don't want to let go of the ball. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. That's uh, okay. Uh, you don't, all right. Uh, well, forget it, Allison. What do you want to do? Well, look. No, you know what? I, I'm gonna have to speak to you off the air because this is something that has to be reported. I don't care who you report it to, but somebody in authority has to hear about this. Now, whether or not you do the reporting or not, I don't know. But you, whether it's rumor or not, somebody needs to investigate this to be sure that innocent people aren't being harmed by somebody who may be a victimizer. We don't know. You understand that, Allison? Yeah. All right. This has a this if this is true. This what, is somebody. What kind of school is this? It's a high school for girls. Uh huh. Ones that got thrown out of their house. No. It's like a boarding school. Yeah. Do you live there? Yeah. And um, how your folks? Why uh, don't you tell your parents? Just tell your parents. Yeah. My parents are not in the country. Uh, well, hey, look. I don't care where they are. If a par parents hear about this, they uh, will appear. Mm. Uh, and let their presence be known. All right. Uh, Kelly, we're going to talk to you. I'm sorry. Allison, Allison we're going to talk to you off the air. Hey, Lisa, Sherry, we're going to talk to Allison off the air. Droids, okay. It's going to uh, sweater off the air. I, I, I know it was a serious situation. I couldn't stand Allison's attitude. Yeah, she was. I, I, I hate Allison. Yeah. I hate that attitude. That yeah. uh, You get those short, curt, little one-word answers. Uh... Why don't you report this to someone? Because I don't want to tell them what I know. Okay. Then don't call. Screw you. I, I, I got no time for this. I know it's a serious situation, Drew. You talked to her off there. These kind of people drive me nuts. Right. Tom, you're 19. How you doing, Adam? Good. You're my hero. Thank you. I worship, uh, well, I worship myself too, yeah. <laughs> my, my question is for uh, Dr. Drew. Yeah. 
Um, my girlfriend is uh, is a Depravera or the shot, mm -hmm. and uh, she has a shot like uh, coming up on Friday. Mm -hmm. And is there a time that you know a couple of days before that we shouldn't have sex, or is she, is a couple days after she gets the shot? Is she on time with the shot? Yes. And then she should be covered, as far as I know. Uh, it, it has. It, she's right on time. Yep. Well, have her inquire when she's getting the shot. Yeah, I have to make sure that the timing is pro proper. But okay. uh, no, it should be a continuous cover. There isn't like a uh, a time no, before that, that we I'm shouldn't. Or no, not that I'm aware of. Unless you're missing, if you're not over, you know, if you're not keeping the timing right. What do you get it every three months? Three months, yeah. It's very effective. Yeah. Any any problems with it for her? Um. Not not as many side effects as uh, when she was on the pill. Good. Good. Okay. All right, Tom. Keep going. We're giving you the green light. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Happy sexing. All right, bye. All righty. All right, well, um... Uh, Do we have uh, a band coming in tonight? Yeah, Matchbox 20 and uh, salt and pepper will be in here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just and uh, uh, Drew Carey, I believe, is driving the, the uh, salt and pepper and uh, Matchbox 20 to the studio. Maybe we should so. just tell them not bother showing up. Okay. Don't do us any favors. Okay. Matchbox 20, if you're listening, um, uh, continue success, but don't bother showing up. Thank you. Uh, do not come to the studio. Stay in practice. Stay in rehearse and uh, enjoy it while you can. We'll be here when the next album comes out, and uh, we'll talk then. Okay. Vanessa, 20, you're on Loveline. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, me and my boyfriend have been dating for, geez, around seven months. Um, we now live together, uh, sexually active, everything like that. Just, there's a problem. Um, every time we do have sex, he gets off, but I don't. Mm -hmm. It's not every time, it's uh, less than a dozen in six months. I was wondering if it had anything to... How many times you had sex in the last six months? Uh, we go through the economy tax quite quickly. Uh-huh. Um, wondering if it's... I have an eight-month-old daughter. If it's because of having a daughter. If it's because of... Um, I have a really bad ex-drug history. If that could have done anything. I don't know. Well, how were you before you had the child? How what? Before you deliver the child, how were you? Um, it, it went off and on. Like, I had a boyfriend that I did, others, I don't... Anything different about this guy? Um, no. He's a little older than my exes, but that's he, about it. Is he the father? No. No. That would be bizarre, actually. Like having... Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> well, the kid is eight year, eight months old after all, Drew, please. Yeah. And uh, hold on a second. Let me defend you for a second. Okay. A lot of times you count the age of the child, but let's not forget about the whole ingestation period right. or gestation another, period. Another nine months there. Well, she, yeah, that's nine months. So if you add the nine months to that eight months. Ingestation sounds like you're eating the child. Uh, yes. <laughs> the gestation period. Uh, that's uh, over a year that you'd have to expect the guy to be around. Yeah, someplace. imagine that. Yeah. Okay. Well, plus she doesn't live with me. Right. Where does she live? I did open adoption with her. Oh, okay. good. Oh, boy. Wow. We're going to send you out the um, uh, home version of Loveline. <laughs> well, I wasn't uh, emotionally, physically, good. or I didn't have the money. No, you weren't. Yeah. What was Very your, good. What was your drug of choice? 
Uh, which ones? <laughs> I was Primary. a very bad tweaker. Okay. As far as uh, methamphetamine. How long were you on speed for? Excuse me. How long were you on speed for? A uh, couple years. Okay. And what was the last drug you ended up with? Um, last drug was acid. And when did that stop? That stopped uh, right before the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boy, real hard to answer your questions. Uh, definitely the substances can have an impact. Definitely the pregnancy can have an impact. But it sound, my sense is more it's about the guy for you, and that's always sort of been your history. And you need to sort of work with this guy and find something that uh, works for you. And why he's not listening to you or doing for you what you need, I don't know. Could have been a gambling call there. No, well, maybe. she said she hasn't had an orgasm a uh, half dozen times in the last. Uh, has had a half dozen. Only. Has had a half dozen. Yeah. All right. In in the in the millions of times right. I've had sex. Right. Oh boy. All right. Wait a minute. Matchbox Twins. Oh. <laughs> I just told them not to come in. All right. Actually, I knew that would get them to come in. Uh, that's the way life works. All right. We're gonna go to break. Matchbox Twenty will be in here when we come back, and uh, maybe we'll run the show to one o'clock. All after this. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freaks. The highest acrobats. And the funniest clowns. Love one. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Loveline. Um, hey, uh, hold on. Drew! Feel free to join the show. Matchbox 20 is here. Paul and Robert here for Matchbox 20. We ran into Matchbox 20 in San Jose. We were just talking about that. They had a horrible show, so they said uh, we uh, we don't think it was horrible, although we didn't see it. So. Right on. Then it was the best <laughs> damn best show, show you've ever seen. seen. They rocked San Jose. A lot of kids miss school the next day because Matchbox 20 we rocked them so hard. Does this go out to San Jose? Oh yeah. Oh, so oh, people could they know. refute our oh. story. All right, yeah. but th that's just one of the cities we're yeah, in. Our, our, our reason, you know, for living is to rock the universe. That's why we're here, as you as you will know. Almost like Tenacious D. Tenacious D. <laughs> you ever see them? No. Oh, Great. amazing. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, they played last night over at. Billboard Live. Billboard Live. Why do, not that we want to talk about Tenacious D oh, all sure night, but uh, why do they rock so hard? Because it's just two chubby guys, man, playing guitar, and they're hilarious. Well, I guess it's uh, it's like the Bachman Brothers from the 70s. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just like, you know, the Smothers Brothers, only different. <laughs> Except for they're fat, and they don't tell jokes. Does one of them play the stand-up bass? No, it's, no. that's different too. Then it ain't, it ain't the Smothers they're Brothers. They're not brothers. Well, they might be. All right, I let's, think they are. let's take care of a little uh, Matchbox 20 uh, business. Matchbox yeah. 20, by the way, how long has this uh, album yourself or someone like you been out? It came out last October, or the, like, not the last October 1st, but the year from the year before that. <laughs> You're confusing Just me. Just tell me how many 96 months. 96 or 96. It's been out Shut for exactly up. one year. One year. Yeah. And I know because I've seen this album for quite some time, and the song, which is uh, really doing it, is Push, and... I, I've talked about this before, and it, it just seems bizarre these days, and it seemed like it didn't happen back in the day when the Beatles were putting out records or whatever, that records come out, and they, they're around for 10 months, a year, before, before they just catch knows. on fire. It happens yeah. a lot now. It is happening all the time. I mean, it was like, uh, you, you take a look at, um, like, uh, Tragic Kingdom, 
with um, uh, no, doubt. no Doubt. I mean, that, that thing sat around for like a year and a half Look and then Jewel. just went, went... Jewel, yeah. The Jewel, they took Smash a run Mouth at it yeah. work and they took another run at it later on, like a year later. Right. And then they finally, you know, it really caught on. I think because there's just so many bands. It's it, hard. Good bands. I mean, yeah, there's so, there's many, so many really, really good, good bands. bands out and, now. and it's kind of nice because if I was in a band and I came out with a record and I didn't sell any or get any airplay in the first six months... I would just kill myself. <laughs> I really would. I would just go insane and figure, okay, this is a bust. It's, it's not selling. I mean, six months, that's got to be the longest, you know, I know you guys are out touring and playing and, and staying occupied yeah. and everything, but when months and months go by and you're not hearing your song on the radio and Casey Kasem's not talking about it and you're checking the billboard chart and you're not seeing anything, I would just assume that, all right, we'll get them next time. That's what we thought. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden, I start uh, hearing Push out here, and uh, this is like, boy, this is like four months ago. I'm thinking, all right, I'm getting some airplay, but it's even growing more. Uh, just you know, I mean, it, it seems to be at its pinnacle about now. I mean, it's it's done, it's doing unbelievable. Now we're going out with the next single, so it's like you know, trying to figure out what happens. There. It is, uh, according to this Rolodex card I have in front of me, the number three song in the country, the number one alternative song. It's a really good song. I really uh, enjoy you. it. What Thanks. is the what is uh, the the message or the meaning behind it? As I've listened to the lyrics a whole bunch of times. It sounds like a guy who's uh, likes a chick and he's getting some revenge or something. No, I mean it's it's it, it was basically about like while he was you know while he was with the girl just about the whole ritual of like manipulation and control in a relationship like you know you meet up with somebody and you say okay now this is you know who, who I'm gonna be with now and, and then all of a sudden it's like one two three go and you start to like start to figure out which buttons to push you know to make somebody and try to figure out like who's in control and like right you know and, and there's like a lot of you know sometimes it's sex and sometimes it's you know it's, it's like who has the money in the relationship and just sometimes it's you know who has the most authoritative voice in the relationship but you know like sometimes but it, I mean it had nothing to do with violence of any kind like physical violence right. it's all just about being manipulated did you get any control. crap for that oh, by the way yeah. a lot of crap it was like that. it was like a lesbian group like in, in New, New Hampshire, Hampshire I think it was. started off saying they wanted to ban the songs you know because I guess apparently they had the version that said you know I want to push you around lesbian. You know, lesbian and beat you but but you know there weren't a lot of copies of that for sale or anything so <laughs> it is uh, absolutely amazing what what people can read into something that are that is basically uh, pretty innocuous stuff like uh, or or pretty um, benign stuff like songs you know what I mean I mean songs are, are a nice form of expression and uh, they're certainly an interesting uh, artistic form but I don't know if they ever forced anyone to go out and do anything especially and you're not saying I, i'm gonna i'm gonna beat you and sodomize you around <laughs> you're saying push uh, these days exactly. uh, getting pushed around is, is a plus in a relationship <laughs> it really is uh, if my daughter grows up to get in a relationship where a guy just pushes her around a little that's fine mm -hmm. or perhaps you're seeing about your girlfriend that was confined to a wheelchair oh good point right. yes they don't think about that do they <laughs> That's what you ought to do. Okay. Me and my vegetable girlfriend. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> about. Rob, this is what I want you to do. Next time you get confronted with that, I want you to start crying and say that your uh, girlfriend is a uh, refugee from Thailand who stepped on a landmine when she was four and a half years old and is confined to a chair. So get off poor little Sal Lin's back, will you? <laughs> yeah, Sal Lin. <Lynn. laughs> that's that's good. good. That's right. Nothing, nothing at all. Oh, boy. All right. Should we uh, take a call? Do you want to hear a song? Or call. what do you want to do? All right. <laughs> Drew's not much into the rock and roll genre. You know, we don't need to even play any damn music tonight. Yeah, why yeah, not? You guys are late. Yeah, well, the, the, uh, all the stations we're on will probably lead off with the uh, push anyway. As soon as we, uh, as soon as we sign off. So, Anne. Hi. Can I talk to you? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm 
Yeah, you're 24 and you're on with Matchbox 20, by the way. Hi. Hello. Um, I'm a 24-year-old single parent and that broke up with her boyfriend about a year and a half ago because of his abusive temper. It's been a year and a half since I've been dating, so I decided to date this guy that was introduced to me by a friend. And he whined me and dined me for a week, and I totally felt vulnerable, so I did the routine and slept with him. He didn't call me, so I called him at his work through that caller ID thing, you know? No, and, uh, I got busted on that caller ID <laughs> thing once. <laughs> Horrible technology. <laughs> and anyways, I called him, and he said if he would call me tonight. And when he did, he broke, totally broke it off, saying, I just want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a jerk. Yeah, so, all right. The sad thing is, is that it's, that'll probably happen again in your life. Cause like, see, I'm vulnerable. Cause I'm being a single parent. You know, I'm always out there looking for the right guy. You know, mm-hmm. and this guy was financially secure. He drove a nice car and mm-hmm. totally t- did the talk. You know, and I just don't know what to do. Cause I'm like totally untrust. I'm not trusting any guys anymore. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> well, that's that's not exactly a sane way to. Well, I mean. I mean so I think exactly. you should kind of chalk it up to a life experience. Yeah. But and yeah. kind of go on. I mean, you're not gonna, every guy that you meet isn't going to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah, and you shouldn't be shopping around for potential papa okay. anyway. I mean, I think you should let things sort of uh, unfold organically. Okay. Him having a nice car and a fat wallet and, uh, <laughs> you know, being good with I your kid. Uh, these yeah. are things you want, but... You know what I mean? He may have felt that pressure. Yeah, you should keep him away from your kid like as, as, until the last minute. I mean, until you know that for he doesn't fact. want to be limited and that he wants his freedom. How old is he? 27. How long into the relationship before you slept with him? About a week. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe hey, that's, uh, that's, uh, I'm sure it's a personal best for you. Well, but Anne, maybe, but maybe there's something I mean, to be I learned. I don't usually do that, you know. It's usually like two or three days? What, no. was, your, what was your reason <laughs> for doing it? Mean, you described it as doing the routine. Why did you go well, ahead with that? People say, you know, you don't sleep with a guy after knowing him just for that amount of time you want to get to know him. For right, and this this situation sort of proved that adage, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so what was the, but why did you do that? What was your intent with that? Um, he just... Not true. She slept with the guy after a week. Big deal. That's uh, that's. She's 24 well, but, years but, old. But she's she, got a kid. No, she, but she says, I, 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 was, I felt so vulnerable. I don't normally do that. No, and I was I doing the routine. What, what, what was it you were doing? She felt him slipping away a little and, and, and uh, reeled getting, in a little line. That's what I'm getting after. That, that, may, that really what you needed to do was look more realistically at who this guy was and what he was about and realize that sleeping with the guy is not going to make him or capture him in some kind of a relationship. It's not about tricking guys to stay in a relationship. It's about asserting yourself and figuring out and, and, and yeah, developing in a, in a, a perfect world. If sex is really good, they'll stay around for like a week longer than they, than they normally would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, ten days for me, yeah. especially if I can't find my underwear. Then I'm in. Then I'm I'm in the room forever. I but where I park my car. Uh, I think a lot of women do this. They go on a couple dates with a guy. They see the guy is starting to lose a little bit of interest, and they basically uh, throw him a bone. Uh, pardon the pun. And, you know, give him a little perk and draw him back in a little. But that, obviously, is going to wear off. That's a big mistake. It is. For women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. But, you know, uh, what are you going That would do? be your whole... Well, there's women that are out there that are doing it, like, you know, the same reason a lot of guys are doing it. Just, you know, they want to they want to do it. You know, they're adults and they're going into a sexual situation and that's all they, you know, they want out of it. But uh, it seems like when you when you start throwing the words, like, I was feeling vulnerable and, like, you know, like, I was looking for something into this, you know, in sex. 
that I didn't have, you know, in everyday life. It's like I'm going to find it in sex, though. Cause uh, when when guys go into sex with question marks around their head, it usually means uh, either their wife finds out or they get crabs. When women go in with question marks, it's uh, they feel bad or dirty or yeah. used or yeah. what have or what have you. Yeah. Uh, so if you have question marks, uh, don't do it, because uh, it it always comes back and kicks you in the ass. David, you're 20. Hey, what's up? Hey, you're on with Matchbox 20. All right, what's up, guys? Hey, what's, what's going on, brother? Hey, um, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Um, it's about hepatitis, hepatitis B. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, like, like. Because I heard from, like, uh, a teacher and uh, family living that you could get it through having anal sex. Yes. Even though you have a condom on. And if, some the, people if the say, condom breaks. Well, or if the guy you're boffing is just wearing the condom and you're not. Oh, no, no. See, sometimes well, people get confused about that. They just do it like a technicality. I see. They'll actually put the condom on the guy they're hammering. The receptive partner. <laughs> right, right. Hey, <laughs> we, we use the condom, they'll say. Yeah, well, hepatitis B is very infectious that way. So is hep potentially we believe hepatitis C is also. So so if I, I mean. But so wearing a condom uh, tends to substantially reduce the risk. So if I do wear a condom, then then it, you know. It Why don't you get the vaccine for hepatitis B for one thing? Oh, I knew I could get one. Yes, there's a vaccine for hepatitis B. It's a three-part vaccine. You take over six months. If you are a homosexual, you should be getting that vaccine. If you're not, I ain't no homosexual though. Mm. Oh. Wait, in prison? Huh? Who you? Uh, what kind of anal sex you have in there? With, uh, with the girl. Oh, with a girl. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. I'm not with the guy though. Just yeah. wrap it if Sorry, you stick it anywhere. David's got to run to the shower and wash his penis off now because we just. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But you know that's just like. Well, it's, 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 it's the receptive partner that, who's most likely to get the infectious disease. Uh -huh. The girl, in your case. Okay, so like the girl is like mostly the person that's like most likely. They they are the one more at risk. Oh, okay. okay. All right, David. All right then, thanks, man. Get the serum there. Right. You know, it's kind of funny if you're uh, having butt sex with a man, you're really gay. <laughs> but if you're having butt sex with a woman, you're really heterosexual. You're even though it's still an ass and it's still your penis, you're even more heterosexual, somehow. I am such a man. All right, you, you're, uh, is that a forte of yours? Me? Oh, no, I wasn't oh. speaking, you know. Yeah, you were speaking metaphorically. No, man, yeah. let it out, really. Is there uh, something? Yeah. I, I'm not into the butt love. Look at my penis and fear me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I like that line. That be the name of the next sound. Hey, are you guys working on the next sound, by the way? Yeah, you know, like amongst ourselves, we haven't really found a lot of time on the road to, to put it together. You know, right. As a band. Because this, this is another thing that seems like uh, with the sort of... Um, delayed success of a CD, which is, in, in old days, again, it seemed like you'd come out with a CD, and a year or a year and a half later, yeah. you'd come out with another one. But if you come out with one, and the thing breaks a year from then, then you have to go yeah. out and tour behind like it. We've been, we've been touring for a year, the past year. On this that, record. On this record, in which there's a good chance we could be right. doing it for the next year as well. And now that anybody at all cares about this record, we'll probably be going for another year. You know, now that yeah, they're exactly. Oh, a lot of, uh, I'm sure, to uh, people that haven't been following your career, the band just came onto the scene oh, yeah. and you're starting your first tour. I've heard tour. the word overnight success so many times. Yeah, but they don't think about like when you were like 14 years old, you know, playing in like these really crap bands, you know, and like these for nobody in these little tiny clubs, you know, and... You know, you're paying to play most right. of the time. You it's, don't think it's, about all that. It's the uh, same way with me and my masturbatory skills. Everyone <laughs> likes, oh, yeah, you're so good at it. It's a natural thing. It's like, uh, no, no. Uh, 
I was 14. I, I cried. So I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask. That was my first thing I was going to ask you about, and I'm and I'm glad I didn't have to, you know, to be the one to. Oh yeah. The conversation. Uh, it's no hobby, and it's uh, not something you can uh, just schlep off. Yeah, as, you can't uh, go straight, you know, from from you know from the from the up and down shift to the, like yeah. a back. Especially when you started so late, right? What you do, and with a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drew, please don't don't soil me in front of the band here. And it was an electric toothbrush, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't mine, and I had no choice. Uh, my friend told me to use it. No, what's I gonna do? You know, it's a slap in the face. You don't come from North Hollywood. You telling a man uh, you won't put his electric toothbrush on your penis while sitting on his toilet is uh, considered a disgrace. Oh yes, uh, imagine the reaction. Don't you uh, see the Godfather? All right, uh, we'll hear something from Matchbox 20, something new, and uh, we'll. Uh, Drew, you can leave. We don't need you anymore. I'm gonna talk to Allison. Oh yeah, talk to Allison, and we'll be back. Kick it! I want to love you. Love line will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. All right, hey. Drew, just keep talking because we're gonna play a song. Drew's in the other room talking to one of our callers off the, the air. <laughs> uh, Matchbox 20 is here. Paul and Rob are here. Uh, they're gonna be at the Viper Room tomorrow night, tomorrow night one and uh, they'll be at the El Rey the 16th and 17th. And uh, then actually next week they start the uh, five-week tour, kicking it off in Vegas and hopefully coming to a town near you yourself or someone like you is the name of the cd and uh here's what is is this going to be uh, like the second single this is the, the new single. third single the new single oh, the third single. third single okay and this one is called 3 a.m <laughs> Matchbox 20, 3M. Oh, another good song from Matchbox 20. Oh, thank you, Adam. That's a good song. Hey, you guys have a, a real good sound. Thanks, man. I, um, I, it is, uh, I grew up listening to your um, Elvis Costellos and your uh, uh, Graham Parkers and your right Van Moores and your John Hyatts and uh, these types. and Songwriters, uh, people that wrote songs. Yeah, and I kind of miss that uh, strumming acoustic guitar and guys who had voices and uh, songs that uh, were well-crafted. Yeah. They had a few layers to them, and uh, we got away from that for a little while, but it seems like with, uh, I don't know, Wallflowers and uh, Counting Crows and uh, this kind of stuff, Matchbox 20, that uh, that this this type of music is coming back and getting into the mainstream, and um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. So uh, right I wish you guys much success. Thanks, Heather. Um, I'm 23, mm -hmm. and I'm married and have a two-year-old daughter. And I'm calling because I'm concerned. Throughout my childhood, it's troubling. My mom died when I was seven due to a drug overdose. And my whole family has been a problem with abuse one way or another. 
through alcohol or drugs. And I'm just wanting to know how come I'm the only one out of the family that don't have the drug problem? Well, you didn't get the gene. Pardon? You didn't get the gene. I didn't get it. Well, how can I how can I prevent my daughter being influenced by my family? And, you know, just to make sure that As far as drug use goes? Well, I'm not I mean, well, who's, there's, there's who's a legacy that's going to affect her. I mean, the, your your family's had an impact on your emotional circumstances. Wait, are you calling from Minnesota? Michigan. No. Oh. I, right. I grew up with the exact same, I mean, the same situation. as like a long line of alcoholism. I, I said that, I, I mean, I grew up, you know, from a long line of alcoholism as well. I mean, and it, and it was I like, mean, you know, right up to my I mean, basically, everyone generation. in my family has an abuse problem one way or another. Mm-hmm. By abuse, you mean you mean substance abuse? Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? Let let Rob finish. By the way. Well, no. I mean, I I mean, I really I wish I had like more words of insight on on the situation. I mean, I sometimes I sh- I wonder myself because I you know I get to the point where excess is isn't even enough. You know, and and you and you want to get and I worry. I stop myself because I think that I wonder if that comes from my past. And I you know I know I mean I know about you know long nights with with violent drunk people and with with you know with suicidal drunk people and with, you know just and growing up. I mean, with that around you all the time, and and I think the only thing that stopped me is 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 just I mean, like my sister now she has three kids, and she doesn't I mean she doesn't fear that at all. I mean the way like for herself she just doesn't drink she doesn't touch anything you know at all that she could become addicted to. And, and yeah, she, but and she, she probably doesn't have the gene. Play. It's only it's only exactly. it's a fifty percent chance that you're going to get the gene. And the only the, the only way that she can help with her children is is just no I mean, she's not gonna, she, you can't pass it on if you don't have the gene. Well, no, no, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying as far as, I mean, not falling into that trap because it starts, I mean, somewhere you could just be, become a drinker. You start to no. drink it and you can't. No, you can't you either, you, no, you can drink, but you won't become an alcoholic unless right. you have the genetic predisposition. Yeah, you, you still get loaded and ramp your station wagon around yeah, a so telephone pole. You can pole. make bad choices, but you can also speed when you're, uh, you know, 16 years old, forget to get a driver's license. I mean, yeah. people do a lot of risk-taking behaviors at that age, which is a wholly separate issue. But whether or not you're going to become an addict, you first have to have the genetic predisposition. And Heather, you didn't inherit it, so you can't pass it on to your children. But now, but one thing that because people like Rob's Heather, in a band now, can he get that gene back? What, <laughs> what, what, Heather? What you, what the concern is though, when you were raised in a bunch of alcohol, alcoholics, you typically will seek out and marry an alcoholic. Did you do that? Uh, no. My Good. husband, you know, when we get together with our friends, he'll tend to drink. But even now, I don't. <laughs> he he doesn't, you know, have a beer after work or anything like that. Just maybe once a once a month on the weekends, you know, casual does he, does he have alcoholism in his family? Um, I think that his father drank. Okay, but, so it's a concern. You know, since I've known him. But again, if, if neither of you have the gene, which we, we suspect we don't here, uh, then you can't give it to your kids. You just can't get. You can't pass it along. You can it can't. skip. And it just don't not a, that's not a gene that skips over at all. The gene doesn't skip. The behaviors can skip. Uh, but Heather doesn't sound like she has it at all. I mean, right it's sort yeah. of usually there's some evidence of the gene being there, but behavioral otherwise. And just don't leave the kid uh, for the summer at uh, Big Uncle Lou's farm, right? <laughs> or something where it could drown in a still. Oh, well, or where the people that are are affected by the substances might perpetrate behaviors on the kids that could affect them in other ways. Right. Permanently. Okay, Amy. Yes. You're 21. You're on with Matchbox 20. Hey, I just wanted to tell Matchbox 20 that you guys rule. You're so amazing. Oh, thank you. You are gorgeous. Oh, thank you. See? You sexy thing. You sexy young thing. Thank what? you very much. That was very nice. I, I don't take a compliment like that very well. I just sit and blush. Well, I but saw you, you guys at the Cactus Club in San Jose. Oh, right on. And 
and uh, I just you most amazing show I've ever seen. Is that I where thought. you live, hon, in San Jose? Yeah. Right on. They yeah, really stunk up the KOME thing, so it was a nice comeback playing the Cactus you know, Club. I didn't get to go. Oh, it's a good thing for yeah, you. You missed, you missed nothing at all. Well, <laughs> you guys couldn't outdo the show you did at the Cactus Club. No, it, no way. <laughs> it had to do with the equipment, truthfully, uh -huh. or at least uh, so. Well, I, I totally. That's what we always. That's we always say. But uh, I will be there in San Francisco. Oh, right on. Stage. Very cool. That'll yeah. be, and you know, it'll be right at the beginning of the tour, so we, there's a good chance we won't suck. Yeah, they'll be fresh. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be urinating on the audience toward the end of the tour. <laughs> All right, Amy, thank enjoy you that. Well, thank you, and you guys keep, keep going at it because you're rad. Uh, thank Thanks. you very much. Thank so you. you'll be uh, where in San Francisco on the 18th? I Do you don't know? even know the name of the club. Do you I don't know? know. Something theater, um, possibly. <laughs> I mean, we don't. I mean, we don't. I mean, we, you know, we're just like rehearsing, right? right. Getting our thing together, waiting for our big show at the Viper Room tomorrow night. Oh and yeah, do that back in there. Yeah, you you should work in radio, Rich. Adam. Hey, you're 24. What's going on? How you doing? Good. Good. I just got a question. I want to just kind of open this to discussion to you. You and Drew can throw this one over. You were talking about the anal sex kid for a while back and the hepatitis. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> you made the comment. You were like, it's funny how if he just has it with women, he's really straight. But, you know, because it's an ass and a penis, the whole thing. Right. Doesn't, like, the definition of that really depend on who you're having it with? I mean, it's a sexual act. It's a sexual act, right? Right. But You know, you know what I'm saying? No. Well, no, I don't. Well, it just seemed like you were saying, ah, I don't know. You could probably go both ways if you're a big fan of the butt love. No. Kind of no. Just, I was no, 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 no. No, I think he was talking about the irony and the fact that most, most guys who, who are very heterosexual, very heterosexual Right. You know, when they have anal sex with a woman. Right. And they'll, they'll like, boast about being very heterosexual because they had anal sex with this woman. But those are the people oh, the who are... the side, the ultimate extreme. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, so it was more an, uh, of an ironic comment. And the guys that do that with guys are very much... They're very yeah. gay. Like, you know, I, right. you know, friends that are gay, but this, like, you know, this is my buddy, you know, Jonathan, and he's really gay. I mean, right. you know, some people, he's G-A-Y, because, you know, he does it like that. It, uh, it, you hate to stereotype too much, but uh, to me, the gay man who just, um, who just um, in, in, engages in oral sex isn't totally committed to the gay lifestyle. <laughs> it's uh, more of a hobby than it is a way of life. This, to me, is like a religious person that doesn't really go to church. You know what I mean? But whereas the guys who are getting guys from behind, these are the born-again Christians of the gay community. These are the not only Bible thumpers, but ass I'm sure all the born-again Christians thumpers. are going to love the fact that you just called them that. It's a compliment. It's I think right. once you put it in your mouth, because it's not like something that could just ha like accidentally happen at a party. I think once you, once you do that, once it's in your mouth, you know, I think that you're pretty gay. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I mean, if you're going to like try and define a role for yourself, I think when you find yourself on your knees then you pretty much define that role. Yeah, and I have, uh, furthermore, I don't really think, I think there's bisexuality in women, but uh, bisexuality in gay, in men, to me, are more just sort of gay guys with one foot out of the closet or, or one foot in. They're, they're, they're waiting. They're, um, Phallus is such a commitment, is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Put it this way. I don't know that many um, guys who are bisexual that end up going back to heterosexual. They usually just, if you run into them five years later, they've, uh, they've opened up a studio and uh, they've uh, gone the whole, whole nine yards. Am I right, Drew? You're of course. Yeah, thank you. All right, we're going to break. We'll be back.
well. Felt like the show flew by, <laughs> but uh, it, it, we, we did it in stages. Matchbox 20 uh, showed up for uh, the last few breaks and was uh, nice enough to take time away from the busy schedule to uh, come out here to Loveline. The Viper Room is tomorrow night in uh, El Rey. It's not like 1 o'clock. Yeah, it's like a say. late show we're doing. We it's an really acoustic gonna, thing. Yeah, it, it's the, they're doing, like I think, under the name 20 Matches we're doing it. And it's just like, you know, when you know whenever the, there's two bands that are there, and when they're done, like between, you know, like around midnight or so. Right. No, it's going to be a little later than that. Okay. But you should so, get there early. Well, get there early. Uh, get there around, well, you know, get there earlier and see the other two bands. They're probably really good. Yeah. yeah. All right. like seven and drink all night long. So the uh, tour uh, then begins next week, and uh, they should be coming to a town near you. And uh, when you come out this way again, stop by and uh, finish off the second, uh, uh, actually the th next third of the show, and then you can uh, finish off the show completely <laughs> when the next uh, CD stages. comes out. All right, Matchbox 20, yourself or someone like you, it's been out for a long time, and uh, you should discover it now. And until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyrighted in 1897 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> this concludes another PodcastOne.com program.